Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode two hundred and twenty-seven. That's two two seven. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah. I'm delighted to be joined by Mr. Liam Keane somewhere in Warwick. Warwick, Liam, coming in. Liam, I'm coming in, coming in from Warwick. Here he is. How was your little break, baby? Yeah, it was good, mate. It was good. I um, I, I should have mentioned this really on the uh, on last week's podcast. You know, you know that podcast we did when I shouldn't have been working but you know for the peeps I uh, you know make sacrifices mate when you uh, go to Hawaii and New York <laughs> and, and and Florida and you take your laptop with you and you set your your microphone on as a lot of our, our, our long-time listeners know and sit it on a bed with your missus opposite you giving you evils knowing that you've got at least two days in the doghouse because you you've taken it out there um, extra 6k of luggage to do one podcast, then then I'll give you a little bit of a little bit of slack. Well, swap all that for Coventry because okay. I was uh, okay. basically basically living at the jiu jitsu gym. Uh, so are you ripped week. now? Then am I going to see you ripped at West Ham on Saturday? You're going to be I mean, absolutely bulging. I was already ripped. I was already uh, ripped. You're um, going to be literally bench pressing Mikey Burrows. <laughs> No, I'm gonna be walking like an old man because my back is done in for. I've done so oh, much jiu jitsu no. recently. Look, I did. Seven and a half hours of training last week in jiu-jitsu. Oh, over five really? Over five sessions, yeah. Impressive. You couldn't get rid of me. Impressive, mate. Impressive. A lot of slapping going on, is there? Slapping? A lot of slapping. A lot of suplexes. No. No? No, it's just me. Single leg takedowns, double leg, you know. Just, uh... Yeah. Pedigrees, swan-time bombs. I, I'm going to use this one word, and I'll use this one time only. Um... I was mauling people the other day. Mauling, mauling people. Mauling, nice, nice, nice wolf adjective. I like exactly. it. You know, you know what people keep saying to me after mm. uh, after rounds of rolling? They go, "Oh, you're strong." <laughs> Every <laughs> time you're excited. I, I, oh, oh yes. <laughs> Every time. Honestly, I've had a dozen people say that to me. Wow. Oh, you're strong. Wow. Even people who beat me up, like the blue belts, who are obviously way better than me. As well, they've got to give you a compliment because they want to. They want to. They want to fight you next week. That's why they're like, "Oh, it's a sitting duck here. Let's give him a couple of compliments." It's like when I've got a, a terrible, terrible bowler on, and I'm batting, and I've hit him for, uh, you know, I've hit him for a couple of sixes and a four. And the last three balls, the over. Well, I don't want him to be taken off because I want him to come on again for the next over. So I'll, I'll respect it. Dot dot dot. And go. Oh, well bowled, well bowled, mate. Knowing the captain might give him an extra over. There he goes, cannon fodder, and I'll take him apart the next over. It's just about milking it, mate. You're getting milked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Um, that you wish. Most of that made no sense to me because I don't no. have a clue about cricket. You've got no idea, have you? You've got no idea. So I've an over. To be honest, mate, we've both been on holiday. Well, I haven't been on holiday. I'm going on holiday actually on Monday. I'm going to going to Seattle for Thanksgiving, so I do miss boo who two games. I miss I miss Norwich and and Burnley. So commitment commitment very poor by me. But it's either that or not having a wife. Um, and you know it's a, it was a difficult 50-50 shout uh, Norwich and uh, Burnley it is <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I'll, be, I'll see you at Carrow Road on Saturday um, but she left a, she left a week early so she left on Monday oh mate I mean obviously she's not going to listen to it this week so I'm okay but it is it is lovely it is lovely to just have <laughs> the house to yourself for a week just a week but you know you can I mean, the dishes haven't been cleaned, the, the dishwasher hasn't been emptied, the bins haven't been taken out, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I can put whatever I want on the TV. I can I can I can do anything. You know, I don't have to. If I, I can go and run and go to the gym, I, I can cook. 
Oh, it's great, mate. It's great. I'm, I'm thoroughly, I'm thoroughly, just a week, because you know everybody's got these kind of, everybody's got a friend, you will have had them, I've definitely got them, who since school, if you've got school friends, they need to be in a relationship. You've got to be in a relationship. They've got to move from one to the next to the next. They've never been on their own. But I kind of like being on my own. I used to it. When I was at Middlesbrough, I lived on my own for like three or four years. I enjoy my own company. But I know some people can't, but oh, mate, it's the best. It sounds best. kind of mad when you say that, but I'm actually a, a little bit similar. I, I, I probably, I wouldn't, don't think I'd enjoy living on my own, but I have to get away on my own sometimes and go off and just give myself, you know, even if it's a few hours and go to the gym on my, on my own or go out to, well, jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I know that's not on my own, but you know what I mean? Like I'm not with anyone I know. Yeah, unless, yeah, yeah. Unless my brother's there sometimes. Um but I, sort of, I kind of like getting away, uh, especially away from the missus sometimes. You need no, it. You, need, you do you need, need that you need, time. Everybody needs a break. And, and uh, look, how, there's some funny things going on about lockdown, saying like a good marriage is two hours, an hour in the morning and two hours in the evening, TV in bed, isn't it? And then you've got lockdown and you're there 24 hours a day. Oh, come on. It's, so, that is a definite test for me, the last 18 months. It's been, well, don't get me wrong. Alcohol's helped a lot. But um, it, is, it is different, isn't it? It has been different. I I uh, I was still living at home during lockdown, so I never actually. I mean, I was getting fed up with my family, obviously, but I never. I know I was, wasn't moved in with the with the partner yet, so I never actually experienced that. And uh, she works in in London as well, so she goes away quite a lot. Um, so you've got the dream situation. So I do get quite a bit of time to myself, but then sometimes it's a little bit too much, you know. Like you're sat there and you're all, you know, all lonely, crying. Well. <laughs> I'm joking. Wait for it to come back. Right, oh, you're coming back. No, I'll just uh, go to jiu-jitsu and take out the frustration on other people. You see. Well, thanks for um, thanks for doing an early podcast today, mate. I've got I've got a lot of stuff going on today. I've got the plumber coming at eleven um, to look at the heating situation because the house is overheating. I feel I'm paying a ridiculous amount of of, of billage in the old electricity and gas. I think I'm paying like 220 a month. That's a lot, isn't it? Jeez, I pay Is like that 60. That's between two people. Oh, no. Well, we've got two people. We've got two dogs as well, though. So maybe they're taking up a little bit. So but then, I feel I like mean, I need to investigate. Your gaff is probably three times the size of my gaff. No, so no, no, no. Put it there no, as well. No, no, no. Well, you haven't got the Shade you. Yet, but one day, one day, mate, one day. Um, so yeah, I've got him coming at 11. I've got the carpet cleaner coming at 12. He's going to steam clean the carpets because there's been a couple of accidents. Well... I know the missus has been away, but I haven't made the toilet. But uh, one of one of one of the young pups has had a couple of couple of misadventures, so to speak. So I need to get that all sorted out. Um, who else? Oh, I've got the cleaners coming in later on. It's an absolute nightmare, mate. Absolute nightmare. Is that a euphemism? Was it? You actually got the cleaners coming? No, I literally do have the cleaners coming <laughs> in later on. <laughs> do have the cleaners coming in later on. This is taking um, a dirty turn already. So oh far. dear. So yeah, not 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 great, mate. Got, oh, there's a lot of things, a lot of noises that, that I needed, a lot of noise pollution potential today. So I need to get this done early. Um, let's move on to Wolverhampton Wanderers then. A, a lot of people are quite happy with the seven minutes of banter compared to the fifteen of last week, where they're like, "Come on, get on with it." I don't know, we have to do a little poll of, of, of banter or no banter. Um, but uh, I don't think it's... You can't go straight into a topic, can you? Well, I mean... You can't go serious, can you? You, you know me and you, we like to waffle a bit, is probably the best way to put it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, although it's I did have a, a, a tweet this morning saying, uh, can we have less of the 15 minutes of shite? So. Oh, that's yeah. You you, you get you, you get a couple, mate. You get a little couple. About I think I think fine. they were sort of half joking because they put a little lol, and you know it's all good. I I I agree with you. We are full of it. We we are full. Of it. <laughs> um, I was full of it. They got a full compliment back. Are we all ready to go on Saturday uh, against West Ham? Because 
I'll be honest, when I saw the conditions that Raul was playing his game against Canada in, and I'm like, oh my god, it was like full on snow. Oh, I saw that, yeah. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, two 90 minute games. Let's let's start with him first because he's the focal point. He's the main man. He's the one who's going to score the goals if Wolves are going to win the game. You'd expect. And yet, the last time he went to Mexico and played two hundred eight two two ninety minute games, he was on the bench at Villa. So, what's his condition? Is he back? And and can we expect similar? Can we expect him maybe to to be a shock bench, or would you expect him to start on on Saturday? Yeah, well, it's probably the um, it's probably the biggest question of all the players, isn't it? Whether Raul's going to play or not, um, because he's got the long, as you say, the long flights and uh, and all the travelling, going to Canada and playing in those ridiculous uh, ridiculous. Uh, Weather conditions as well. So at least Canada and Birmingham, there's a direct flight there, which is always a bonus. <laughs> well, I've I didn't know many that. Times. So there you go. There you go. Mm. Uh, and when they played the Canada game, that was yesterday, wasn't it? Um, the seventeenth, obviously, it would have been over into probably early this morning in terms of the the time difference. But um, so I think that that brings it slightly slightly earlier than his the Villa one. I think it mm. was um, a bit a bit later that that Thursday that he came back so he'll probably be back uh, if he's not back already a bit earlier today than, than that game but it wouldn't surprise me to mm. see him dropped again because Bruno is what it, what it comes down to really is because Bruno knows he's got a small squad and he's very very conscious of any key players getting injured he would rather start them on the bench and not play them than play them and them get an injury hence uh, Ruben Neves away at Leeds uh, had a slight twinge nothing big, could have played, didn't play and brought him on in the 88th minute, whatever it was. So um, it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, if we don't see don't see Raul. Um, and particularly when you look at the circumstances of the Villa game, it being away, the Westmanlands derby, the biggest rivalry Wolves are going to play this season, with obviously West Brom not being in the Premier League. Um, hey. Just a little just a little dig. Um, and he still didn't play arguably Wolves' best player. Mm. Now West Ham are an exceptionally good side uh, mm. the last couple of years. They're doing brilliantly again this year. At home, it's the kind of game you think oh, we need rounds to be playing. Absolutely. But the fact that he's he didn't do it against Villa means that he's 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 got the if you want to call it, he's got the bottle not to play him again. Um, I think it's definitely uh, potential the potential for that to happen. I think what it comes down to really is. Um, the condition he comes back in, how mm. tired he is, what time he flies back in, uh, which at the moment is all a little bit uh, up in the air because they're all, they're all coming back all at different times, you know, trying to keep up to date with where they all are. It's a frustration um, though when he plays two lots of 90 minutes. I mean, a lot of clubs have agreements where certain players will play maybe the first game full 90 if needed and then maybe a, a, on the bench on for the second game you see the likes of Salah I mean uh, Mane came back kind of like in an inverted commas injured but he wasn't you know he's absolutely fine he's training two or three days before the game there's a lot there's a lot of internationals who have that arrangement now I understand there was a situation uh, regarding Mexico and Raul where it got cleared in the end and he could play and you know didn't get released and and they worked it out, and maybe they worked out saying, "Well, we'll we'll let you we'll let you play as much as you want, you know, going forward for for Mexico to to stop to stop, you know, them upholding a potential of Raul not being available." I think it was for the was it the Southampton game, but I might be wrong. Quite a while ago now, uh, Lee, yeah, I think might that's have been right. an issue. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know whether that's whether the fact to kind of cave into that and they can play him as and when they want. I mean, it looks like there's no restrictions on him with him playing two lots of ninety minutes. You know, do you think that they, that they might need to look at that? I say that we haven't got another international break until February now, have we? So, um, so I guess that's done and dusted. But still, you'd rather him be a little bit fresh than that, and maybe come on 
Um, Mexico, I think, were third in their group. I think they're fine to qualify automatically for the World Cup. So I guess it's important for them too. But at the same time, I'm club over country, so I'm probably being a little bit biased. But I'd rather I'd rather have my star striker at least been on the bench for the second the second lot of games. Yeah, definitely. It's um, they're trying to strike a balance because uh, Bruno and he's made he's made this very clear that he wants his players to play international football. Remember that rant he had? Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago now, maybe three. Um, saying, you know, he spoke to his players after the Leeds game and, and said, you know, why are you not starting for your country? You need to be better, do this. But, you know, he's really putting the pressure on his players to be to improve every day. Um, he wants his players to play every game for, for their national teams, but then also play every game for the Premier League. And at the moment, the way the um, the schedule is, and, and to be honest, I think the, the blame probably comes down on the international schedule, because for me, there is too many international Breaks oh, it's been ridiculous. at the moment. It's yeah, been ridiculous. there's too many at the moment, but it comes down to the scheduling at the moment. It makes it difficult for teams to, to play their players in every single game. It, you know, they're only human at the end of the day, and these players are going to get burnt out. Um, one thing that is important to note as well is when Raul missed the Villa game, Mexico had three games. Okay. And not two. I know Raul didn't play 90 minutes in all of them. I think he played 90, 60, and 30. Mm-hmm. So. Technically, it's a similar game time to the two 90 minutes he played here, but to have not had to do extra travel and an extra, you know, warm up and extra, you know, preparation for another game, uh, hopefully, is going to be, you know, a good thing for Wolves, um, and he'll be he'll be ready to go. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, Mexico lost two one to Canada. Um, trying to think when the game actually finished. I'm trying to work that out. See, this is where Matt is going to come into it. And, uh, <laughs> Matt has never been my strong point. So, what time did the match finish? It finished yesterday. What time did it finish? That's a good question. Let's have a look. I'm going to do... Look at this research that we've got here. We're, we are Googling as, we, uh, as we're podcasting. So, so, can, so where they played, they are five hours behind us. Now, there's a direct... Depends whether they've got a direct flight on it. I know a lot of clubs. I think, see, West Ham paid 100 grand for a private jet to bring Antonio back. So he was actually back. Uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday and training yesterday how crazy is that that's mad that, that fair is, play though yeah. I mean it's you know it's worth you see that goal he scored as well for Jamaica Whew. oh I know what a Absolutely. goal I mean he is different class to be fair to him so they're in they played in Edmonton Canada um, which is kind of not ideal it's not it's not east coast it's kind of more towards west coast so you're looking at a 10 or 11 hour journey he's coming back today isn't he basically he's been coming back today by the, by the looks of it, by yeah, the looks of it, you'd be, be surprised, yeah. Obviously, it's a 10-hour journey, but you can add... Oh, so it's a 10-hour ten, ten journey, you add eight hours as well in your travel because you're flying from, from west to east. So, yeah, he's basically getting back today. Yeah, it's going to be touch and go, isn't it, you think? I mean, he's not going to have anything like maybe a training session. He, he, might, have, he might have got in very early this morning, depending on what flight he got, um, and maybe, maybe train today, but it's not ideal preparation, is it? No, it's not ideal. I mean, the, his biggest preparation for the game is going to come tomorrow, by the most likely. Yeah. Um, and and that isn't. And know, I think they probably won't know at this moment time. in time until they gauge it. And and I'm almost certain. And you've got the press conference with Bruno tomorrow, Liam. But I'm almost certain it'll be very cagey with what he says about about rule. I'm sure he won't say he's definitely starting. I'm sure he won't say he's definitely not starting. Um, it'll be kind of in the meaning. We'll see. We'll assess. We're assessing him and. And and I can understand that because if you've got your your talismanic striker and you're still you know undecided whether he is or not, he probably is by that point. You don't want to give West Ham any kind of a an inkling either way. And if you are going to have him on the bench and play maybe you know um, Juan and and Traore and, and 
I don't know, and, and Trincao or Pedence or, or play Triari through the middle. It's um, you want to keep them guessing, don't you? Oh, certainly, certainly, and uh, you keep them guessing, especially when you know Fabio Silva changes his uh, his fancy team, sticks himself in the in the uh, in the starting eleven. That was Leeds, I think, wasn't it? He did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it might have been Villa actually. Thinking about it, but um, you know, keeping a team guessing is um, is part of. You know the game, really, isn't it? With football managers, you know, I think what was it? Um, Bruno didn't didn't say anything about uh, Marcel's injury, and then we found out, obviously, when the starting eleven came out, that he was he was out. Um, mm. uh, managers have got to find a, a sweet spot with that as well, because you don't want to come across like you're like you're lying to uh, to media or fans as well. But no one actually he, he didn't lie. He just you know left a bit of detail out. No one asked him about Marcel, but had someone asked, and he said. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be playing, and then he's not. You know, it's um, it's a it's a difficult line to tread because the manager doesn't want to come across, you know, in a, in a negative light to the fans, uh, particularly the relationship we've got with them. But then at the same time, they want to win football games. That's the most important thing, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so so let, let's look. I mean, I think we'd all like to see Raul on that team sheet to start with, uh, but Bruno has is very cautious and. Uh, and, you know, they've got a couple of games coming up after that in, in Norwich and Burnley where they've got to look to, to maximise those points. I think they'll be looking for six points, I think, from those games. I think anything less would be a little bit of a disappointment. So maybe, maybe having him on the bench, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have to see. What about the other guys? Who, who's been away? And uh, I assume that Raul is the probably the most concerning from a, from a starting point of view, but the others should be OK, Liam? Yeah, I think so. I'm just going to quickly pull some up in front of me. Uh, I was hoping to just get it in, in uh, quickly before you uh, before you beat me to it, but you've oh. uh, you've you've, uh, you've jumped ahead. Well, so yeah, uh, Willie Bolly's been away with the Ivory Coast, but of mm. course it's difficult to. It's nice for him to get a game. <laughs> I know it's difficult to uh, to say too much on that because he he hasn't been playing for Wolves. It's almost. I still think he's probably Wolves' best centre-back really fit. Uh, I understand they've been doing well, but it is it. And it's kind of almost bypassed everyone now because people just know what, what, what the team's going to be. But it's it's astonishing, really, when you think about it. They, I never ever thought that Willy Bolly would be just on the bench and not really talked about too much these days. And, and I'm sure that, like you say, we've talked about it, that, that he will come back in at some point. But time's running out before he goes back on with the... Um, with the African Cup of Nations, so yeah, it's a it's a strange one, really. Yeah, it is. It's um, I'm I'm just looking as well. I don't think he actually played for the Ivory Coast, actually. Did he not? I don't think he. I don't think he actually got a game. Right. I'm trying to trying to keep uh trying to keep up to date. There's so many. You know what? I'm going to make this point quickly. I'm going to say there's so many players trying to keep up to date with what what's going on with them. But it is a nice. It is nice, isn't it? Because we've actually got a Wolf squad here that is internationally recognised and mm. I'm, I sometimes look at this and think back to uh, well in my because of you know how young I am my day would have been the league back in your days, days. Uh, but then I you know my dad you know was following the club in the fourth division and stuff like that so you know it's nice to it's nice to see uh, Bolly played the first game oh did he okay yeah, well, one of the websites I'm looking at is lying to me so yeah 3-0 nil, three nil winning against, uh, against Mozambique he played on the uh, on last Saturday he sweet, played sweet 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 so yeah I mean Sars has been away as well with um, with Morocco I think fortunately these games actually finished slightly earlier as I said similar with Mexico than, than previously in the mm. in the, the one before the Villa game he um, played both games by the way 
just to let you know. Oh, sweet, 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 sweet. This One website looking at it is lying to me because it also, <laughs> it's also telling me that Sisa didn't play. And I knew I know for a fact he'd play. He's their captain. Um, so uh, Huang Chan, I know, was playing. He scored, didn't he, away at... Uh, he scored the penalty. Um, I forget who it was against now. I'll, <laughs> this is my, my research is going up in smoke here. Um, so, come on, Liam. Come on. Uh, can it, bring uh, it back. But he also he, he played in the uh, away to Iraq and they won 3 now. Mm. So that's not too yeah, bad. was that a decent little penalty from Huang? I mean, I would have thought that Huang would be would be pretty much nailed on to start. And I think that these guys, obviously the Portuguese guys who are back, they're all sorted out. Um, I, I think that Raul would be that would be the main contender. Saar didn't get on, did he? I don't think for Portugal no, he didn't, didn't make he didn't um, make his cap. But good to, good for him to be in and around. And uh, yeah, and uh, Renato Sanchez might be available Saturday as well. No, I mean he he was available. He was uh, playing for Portugal. Say, say that again, sorry. Renato Sanchez is uh, available out for Saturday. <laughs> yes, his, uh, his injury record seems to be holding up at the moment. He scored a decent goal, yeah. Uh, it was the, yeah, I saw that. It was early on, wasn't it, in that game? Mm. He scored, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, it deserves call-up, by the way. I think he's been very, very good. Um, I don't want to bash Rui Patricio because I think he's, he was excellent for Wolves. Um, but his biggest weakness was his near post. and he, yeah. he looked, he looked Brilliant shaky. shot stopper, but near post was uh, he looked definitely shaky. questionable. He looked shaky again, didn't he, with that? And then that, that header comes in. It's, I know it's a good header. It's, it's arguably not a massive error from him, but I think you know he maybe should do a bit better with it. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of these guys, uh, not just Wolves players, but I think there's a, an era of, of internationals, England as well, who will play knowing that they've got the... They're definitely going to the World Cup in Qatar. Mm. And then I think a lot of them will retire after Qatar. And you'll see a whole new wave of players and a new way to go for the Euros. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think um, I think that makes sense. And uh, looking at... Because, you know, some of the Wolves players are going away as well and they're not actually playing loads either, which I don't know if that's a good thing or, or not. Because um, players are preparing for games and they're not, not getting a load of minutes. And whether that keeps them fresh or whether that... It's it's almost a a catch twenty two situation because they're going away and they're still having to travel and they're still having to prepare for games and you know be ready to play and then not getting like, look Leander Dendonka for example um, didn't play in I think four internationals in a row and then got thirty minutes off the bench against Wales mm. um, it just it was benched for all of those games yeah, I mean you can understand that he, he he would be he's always in the squad but you can understand why he doesn't get into the starting eleven necessarily but not to Get loads of minutes. Is that is that is that good for Wolves or not? I don't really know because they're coming back having had the travel anyway. Would it be nice for them just to be playing? What do you think? Talk to no, me. I, uh, it's a difficult one, really, isn't it? I mean, I think that Bruno, especially the way that he came in, he wanted time. He didn't get enough time, I think, with the players, and I think he's still building up those relationships and trying to find trying to find information about his players, not just on the on the pitch but off it as well. So. Um, I was going to flip it on the on the other side, actually, Liam, and say, look, he's had Trincao, he's had Traore, and he's had Pedence here this week at Compton. And that True. might help those three players. That might help those kind of wide players for him to, to maybe spend some time that he hasn't had because it's all been a bit of a, you know, it's all, it's all happened very, very quickly for him and, and they've had to react and they've had to play games and they had not really had a chance to, to kind of work individually with the players. I wouldn't have thought too much. So it might have actually work, worked out pretty well for those players to come back and maybe they might have the advantage and maybe him seeing the players this week and seeing those wide men you know might might think okay well I've seen enough from two or three of these I'm going to start them on 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 Saturday because because I've had a chance to work them they're they're grounded they're not tired they're not jet lagged they're ready to go 
and uh, I've, I've developed them a little bit more where I think that they know their roles and they know what to expect from from me on Saturday. So if there is a bit of a decision to make and you've got the likes of Trio who can play through the middle, you've got the likes of Trincao who who I think is a, is a large favourite. Um, I think he, he rates him uh, pretty highly and you've got Pudence we haven't seen too much of really. But I think the, the, the chances that he has had when he's come off the bench, he's looked threatening. So I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if it's actually helped those players to be back at Compton to to not be away with internationals playing or not, and that two two out of the three might get the nod on Saturday. I think that's a good point. Um, not only are they going to be a little bit fresher as well, um, but to have that time working with um, working with Bruno and, and working on what they need, and and it still is a bit of a transition period. It's, it, it can only go so far, obviously, but uh, I think he he still in and around that that period where a manager needs a bit of time to get over what he wants. Um, and I think probably in the those wide positions is probably one of the more important positions for him changing the style, isn't it? Um, and, and to have them working there is great. And also to bring in other players to beef out the squad a bit, you know, the four lads that came back from um, from loans to come in and, and, and train. And we may see some of them, you know, going, uh, going forward if, you know, Sanderson potentially might get Recall, they're, they're certainly looking at the possibility of that uh, with the centre back issue, um, and then also Bruno Jordan. I think I don't know if you might have seen from um, sort of Instagram stories and things like that. In the last couple of days, he's he's come back into um, into team training. Mm-hmm. Uh, was doing is doing some more bits. He came on uh, a couple of weeks ago, came back onto the grass, uh, but he's now taking an extra step up. Is he still so- waiting to come on? Is he? <laughs> great. Oh bless him. It's a great a, meme. That it's a it great, is a great meme. meme. Oh, no, it must have been. I mean. Obviously, it can't have been that long. I think it was like seven or eight minutes, but it felt like an absolute oh, yeah. lifetime. I was He's watching just TV got the poor the lad just got his hands on his hips going, any chance? I want my win bonus here. I actually forgot off the top of my... Because obviously, I wasn't reporting on all of the time. I was watching that on TV. I forget off the top of my head. Did he actually get on in the end or did it... I think he did get on. I think for about he a did. minute. I yeah, thought, about I think so. That's why I thought. About a minute. But I'm sure yeah. he was ready to come on in like very early 80s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I mean, to have him back as a... At least an option to to beat the sure. squad out a bit, and and you know I think midfield would certainly need a bit more, a few more options. Now, of course, he's not had loads of opportunities in the Wolves' first team. Um, it'd be one certainly to ask um, to ask Bruno tomorrow because he could be an option. You know, if he comes in and does well. Um, remember, he came in when when Wolves bought him, bought him <laughs> at the same time as Pedro Neto, and see mm-hmm. how differently their their yeah. Wolves' careers have taken off so far. If he can even be. Half the player Neto has been so far, I think he'd be a pretty solid addition to the squad in midfield. I think the most important thing for him is to stay fit, to get to get some months where he has not got an injury where he's playing, and whether that that might be the twenty threes with the odd appearance from the bench on on you know in first team games to be an option, or if there's an injury early on in the game, then he can come on. You know the FA Cups around the corner as well, so if he can gear himself up for that and get ninety minutes in a, in a first team shirt, but. The likes of Jordao, I think, will will be important. But I, I think, especially from the medical point of view, just stay fit. Get some months under your belt. Get some match fitness. And I think the same goes with Mosquero. And Mosquero comes back. Like, you know, Mosquero was not bought to be starting at centre-back this season, really. He would have been an option, and I'm sure would have been an option if he developed you know, well enough to maybe maybe play in January or February or March. But as is the injury, and hopefully we see him back sooner rather than later. Um, again, just stay fit. Try and try and make sure that you strengthen your muscles so that you are in a position next season to really go for it. 
Definitely. And, and, and the fact that these players are young as well is good. You know, they're yeah. going to have hopefully bounce back better and quicker um, than a player who's, uh, who's who's over the hill a little bit. Um, and that goes for Neto as well because these players, obviously Neto in particular for obvious reasons, but all of these players can be assets certainly for the squad, particularly mm-hmm. when you've got you know two goalkeepers on the bench one week where you've, you're having to bring... Uh, this isn't a knock on these two players, but you're having to bring Luke Kundal and Cham Campbell in. Um, it'd be great for them to, to get opportunities as well, don't get me wrong, but they were... They've come through and played for the under twenty threes, and and um, the opportunities are always going to be few and far between. Whereas well, the squad, the squad the needs before. beefing. Well, sometimes yeah. playing the night before, or the day before, and then they're on the bench the next day. I mean, you know, well, not going to Louis come Molden on, didn't but... he played played um, against uh, Albion in the under twenty threes, mm. and then travelled down on his own to get on the bench for the Crystal Palace game the next day. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's. It's always playing with fire a little bit when you've got a smaller squad than you want and, and, and when you've got injuries, that's going to make it difficult. That's why Bruno linking back again to the internationals, Bruno's made decisions to, to leave Raul and leave Ruben out and, and players like this. So um, hopefully we get to a point where the squad's big enough he doesn't have to do that as often. Um, or even if he does, the squad has got ample cover to, to you know make up for, uh, for them missing out. Mm. Right, a little segment here then, Liam. We will kind of touch on one of those that I want to approach, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. It's called A Big Six Weeks Four. That's what it's called. A Big Six Weeks Four. Okay? Okay. Okay, so three, three topics of discussion. <laughs> I'm a little bit apprehensive. Let's go. Liam, it's A Big Six Weeks for Adama Traore. The do's, the don'ts. Is he staying? Is he going? Is he going to sign... In the next six weeks, surely we'll know what, what's happening with him. Are Wolves going to look to sell him in January? Uh, is he going to start? Is he going to start a run of games? Is he going to get back to the form that we know and we know he's capable of? In the next six weeks, is it massive for Adama Traore's Wolves career? Hmm. Yes. I think you have to say yes, particularly because of. I mean, everyone's aware that obviously they're trying to get him, or they have been trying to get him. Um, to sign a new contract. He's obviously been dropped out of certain games and Bruno is, is adamant that it's not, uh, that his contract situation is no bearing at all on him not playing certain games. It's tactical reasons. He's free to choose him. Um, but it, the fact that Wolves are slowly losing the leverage and the financial, you know, the money they can get for him, um, it does, it, it means by January you probably expect to know where it's going to go with him. Um, and that, I think if he doesn't sign a contract, even if they don't say outwardly, because then, I mean, they're not going to come out outwardly unless they do actually sell him and say, look, you know, he's, we're not going to be keeping hold of him if he's not signed a contract. But if he doesn't sign a contract, I think that probably says what we need to know, really. Um, and I'll, I'd be interested to see whether, whether he goes or not. Um, there has to be a deadline at some point, surely, for him to yeah. sign the contract. Now, is that deadline January the first? Is that deadline this year, or do they do they leave and say, well, if he signs the contract in the summer, then he signs a contract in the summer. If not, we'll sell him in the summer. You know, when there has to be a date on whether you're going to put pen to paper. Surely, mm. I assume that that contract is still there for him to sign, uh, because whether or not they end up selling him, it's going to add to, add value to it. So I'm sure that it is, but. It would be interesting to, from a clarification point of view, whether that contract's still on the table. I, I, I gather that it's still it's more improved terms than what was initially offered. So, is is that going to be 
has Jeff got a timescale on that that would probably be the back end of this year, if not December the 31st? Mm. Or do you feel that, that he would have another six months to, to, to potentially sign that deal if he didn't agree one in January? You would imagine there would be because the way Wolves work and the way Foson work is it's, unlo- it's very unlikely they're going to allow him to get a leave on a free. Let's put it that way. Um, if he's not going to sign, it's more likely that they're going to want to get some sort of return on the 18 million they spent on him initially. Um, and I think that that is what, you know, is going to be the uh, the catalyst really for, for anything happening with him because can they, particularly the form he's in at the moment, he's not he's not exactly setting it alight. He had a decent start to the season but sort of dropped off a little bit. Um, can they afford to hold on to him and keep him for an extra year when it might not, it might not work out and lose him on a free anyway? Um, do you feel yeah. that and it's illegal I guess so you can't but there's always there's always rumours out there that there are maybe clubs who have potentially approached or or assessed the situation and are looking to see what his availability is not just in January but also in the summer knowing that they probably can prize him away I mean I look at the I look at the clubs that might look into and we've kind of discussed Newcastle and whether they might spend bigger than most in January and whether Tryo might be a person who is a is a top-class player in his day and, and could potentially be available. Because you know that what a lot of the clubs are going to do in January with them is that they're going to offer, as Man City do, they, they can add it five, ten million pounds on it. No, they're probably going to get something like that, more than more than actual value is worth. But I wonder, I wonder with Jota going to Liverpool and doing so well, and with them desperate to look at some backup for Salah. And the way that he can impact games, Traore, whether someone like that and that club would be wanting to sign them, but sign them on a discount where it could be January, it could be next summer, and you're going to have to accept that kind of fee from them. Well, the way Liverpool work as well, they don't mm-hmm. go out and... I mean, I know they bought a couple players for pretty big fees, but on, on the whole, they don't tend to go out and splash big fees. Um, but if you get him for £20 million next summer... Eighteen million pounds, exactly. you know, because Minamino's not really done much, and, and and there's no backup to Salah really, and I'm sure, uh, especially with with World Cups and, and everything that's going to go on, and whether Adama goes on, he might not go. So you've, you've got a rested player; you're going to have to rest him for for a lot of different situations next summer. Um, he could be perfect for them, I think. I think so. I think it it, it feels like a bit of a fit, doesn't it? You've also got to bear in mind that it's common knowledge; it's public knowledge that Spurs. Try to sign Traore. Yeah. Um, that, of course, is under different circumstances when Nuno was in charge and uh, would Spurs under Conte be going back for him now? It's, it's you know, debatable, certainly. But he's um, not going to be short of suitors, is he? That's, mate, that's, that, what, that's what, yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm trying to say. He, he's going to be aware that that club wanted him um, and that other clubs would certainly be interested. And also, bear in mind, other clubs abroad, you know, I imagine there'd be plenty of clubs in, uh, decent-sized clubs in Spain that would be interested, uh, certainly. So, um, I think he'd, he'd know that the, the options would be there. Um, it's whether it's whether Wolves make it an attractive proposition enough for him to sign, or whether he is happy enough to to stay. Um, he's got to be playing games probably as well. I don't think it's it's, it's helping. Um, but then you know, Bruno's got two things to juggle. Does he mm. does he think about that, or does he think about what's best for the team? He yeah. obviously is going to choose what he thinks best for the team, and in the games. Troy hasn't played. He's felt like the other players were the better options. So it's um, it's almost a, a lose lose situation in some ways because you've got to try and uh, 
battle the business and the football side of things at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and just just to finish up on that on that point, uh, there's a few people who agreed with with Trincao. Uh, my view on Trincao last week. There's a few people who thought I was harsh on Trincao. What what I I didn't want to come across harsh on Trincao, but um, I think especially for the situation that he is on, which is a loan, a one-year loan, a one-season loan, Wolves haven't invested money into him. It's got to be very much a, whether regardless of his age, and, and Trincao could be a world-class player, could be a great player potentially You know, in the future. He's not at this moment in time a world-class player. I, I don't think he is, and that's fair to say. But it's got to be, what have you done for me lately? And the fact that Barcelona might want him back in January, the fact that, for me... And we talk about, is it a Triori game? Is it a Trincao game? Is it a Pedence game? For me, every single week I'd have Triori ahead of a Trincao. That's just my opinion. That not everybody, people can disagree with that. That's absolutely fine. But I think if you're if you're facing Wolverhampton Wanderers and you see a front three at this moment in time uh, of Huang, Raul and Triori, that's the three that you don't want to play against. And then you can add Pedro Neto to that mix when he comes back in. I'd play Triori every single week until January if he's fit. That's what I would do. I know you're going to get games where he's going to be poor. You're going to get games where he drifts out and you're going to be games where he's frustrating. Okay, take him off, replace him. But I definitely think, from my point of view, week in, week out, for me, Adama Traore plays. He's contracted to this club. He's only going to improve. He's only going to get better with game time. And I think if they are going to sell him, he's only going to improve his value. His value's not going down. He's always going to have a really decent market value because of the attributes that he has got. Now, Francisco Trincao, depending on whether Barcelona wants him back in January or they don't, Francisco Trincao, let's be honest, by January, Wolves have probably made their mind up on him, whether they're going to sign him for £25 million or not next summer. Now, if they haven't, then surely it's better giving game time to someone like a Daniel Pedence, like a, like a Pedro Neto, like an Adama Traore, who is contracted to the club, than someone who's going to leave the club at the end of the season regardless. Well. Sorry for waffling. <laughs> I've taken all that in. Um, I don't. I spoke very quickly, but hopefully you kind of understood some of what I was saying. I don't. I don't think I can disagree with with any of it, to be honest. Um, and I think an important thing to add to that uh, with Trincao mentioning him um, and harking back again to another quote that, that Bruno's said, and, and one I agree with as well. Um, we were talking about young players like Fabio Silva, uh, Hover, Aitnori, etc., saying, you know, he 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 said. You know, we know they're players for the future and we know they've got great potential and they can do really great things, hopefully, in the, in the years to come. But they also need to show me something now, is what he said. Um, and I think, that is, I think that's a, a, a clever and intelligent way of looking at it because you can't, there, there comes a point where you can't bank on potential and ability. And by the time they're 26, 27, 28 and they still haven't done it, you know, you've wasted six, seven, eight years of a player. Um, he reminds me of players like Ravel Morrison, for example, mm-hmm. who Sir Alex Ferguson described, I think if I'm getting this quote correctly, described him as one of the most talented players he's ever seen at Man United. Mm-hmm. Went out and had a pretty a pretty poor career by all by all accounts. Um you and, and there's no I mean there's obviously other things going on there in that very particular example. Um but you, you look at Trinkau, what is he, twenty one? Um there's no saying he's gonna be that at all. But he has to show something now and something more for Wolves to be able to, for me, I think, for Wolves to be able to make that investment in him. Um, and he needs to show a bit more before they make that investment, I personally think. Uh, because there's only so far you can take 
potential and say this player is going to be. It's it's almost similar with with Fabio Silva, and that's slightly different because Wolves have obviously already bought him. This situation is slightly different, but with a player that's on loan, he has to show something, and he needs to show a bit more for me. Yeah, and look, it's fine to agree or disagree, and you know you're probably digesting that monologue that I've just said and rant or whatever you want to discuss it. But it's fine, and let let us know whether you agree or disagree with it. Some people might think that that's fair cop. Some people might think that it's you've you've completely got it wrong, and that's absolutely fine. It's okay to disagree. It's fine. You, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of stuff going on on social media at the moment in time. And look, it's fine. It's I, I, I encourage you. I encourage you to debate. I think it's really, really good. And uh, if I've got a view of something and, and, and someone else has got a completely different view, we, we can both be correct because, you know, we're allowed to think for ourselves. So, so you know, maybe, maybe, I've, maybe I've read it wrong, but I can only go with what I've seen so far. I've seen a lot of football over the last 15, 16, 17 years. Um, and, and for me... If I'm if I'm playing Wolverhampton Wanderers, I do not want to see a Damatrio on that team sheet um, against Wolverhampton Wanderers. <laughs> if we're playing four Wolverhampton Wanderers, I definitely do want to see him on the team sheet. Uh, right, uh, we'll have to move on quickly, Liam. I said this is going to be a quick podcast, and it's not. Uh, so uh, definitely less of a subject. But Traore, we got to debate. We got to debate Traore because that's that's a massive a massive question mark going into into January. So it's a big six months for. Oh, sorry, it's a big six weeks for Pedro Neto in his rehabilitation and getting up to speed and potentially his return, fingers crossed, in January? I think, uh, yeah, you have to say yes because it's, having these setbacks is always a concern. He's obviously a massive player, a massive player for Wolves, as he showed last season. Um, if he can come... It's an awkward injury as well, isn't it, with a, a broken kneecap. If he can come in, um, hit the grass and hit the ground running and... Bear in mind, he's going to have to take a little bit of, you know, settling in as well. But by hit the ground running, I mean with the rehabilitation and get back into team training and get a few minutes here and there and just take the, his time. Um, it could be a very big six weeks for him, and we could be looking in February with a player who's who's back and starting again. Hopefully, um, this is these six weeks are going to be key in his rehabilitation, oh, and getting back onto the grass and and seeing him whether he he is he is going to be. Good to go, I think. That, that this will this will say a lot now, isn't it? He's not back in Portugal. He's here. He's not just in the gym. He's going to be going to grass. He's going to be doing ball work. This is going to be the key: turning, moving, uh, twisting. See what his pace is like. That's going to be the nitty gritty of whether we're going to see Pedro Neto playing again this season. Hopefully, early twenty twenty two. Yeah, these six weeks are what you do the whole rehabilitation for, and all these setbacks that he's had, and this is what it's all for now. Getting back on the grass, getting back with the ball at your feet, eventually getting back into team training, and then slowly but surely working your way up to being in the the first team squad for a Premier League game again. And of course, he'll you know most likely be on the bench. Um, to, to start oh, with course, after, yeah. after an injury like that you'd imagine um, and then he comes back in and uh, gets a few minutes here and there and works his way up and uh, and hopefully hopefully stays fit as you say it's it's the this is the most important time now and it's what it's all, the, all the work is for if he can come in and uh, and be ready he can be a massive asset it's a big six weeks for Wolves' faint Europe ambitions and hopes Liam uh, they've got West Ham on on Saturday, they then got Burnley and Norwich, but after that, they've got a hellish December, as we as we know very very well. Will the next six weeks determine the end of that? Whether they are in the hunt potentially for a Europa League, Europa Conference, Champions League spot? Well, again, I'll have to agree. Um, 
You're totally right. You look at the December and it's it's massive, isn't it? They got uh, Liverpool at home, City away, Chelsea at home, Arsenal away, Man United away on the third of January. Um, all of those coming in what four five weeks. Uh, tough games certainly. However, Wolves have done pretty well, I think, historically in the last few years against the so-called top six. Um, I know they lost against United and and Spurs at the beginning of this season, but I think um, they could certainly pick points up. You look at the games before that, as you mentioned, Norwich, uh, Burnley, you want to be getting, you want to be looking at maximum points there, don't you? Particularly the, I know against Burnley, Wolves have, have not done particularly great in the last uh, few fixtures, but the way they're, you know, both are performing at the moment, the worry is obviously with uh, Norwich getting Dean Smith in, but uh, whether that changes anything. But um, I think you're right, because you, you get past the festive period and although teams can drop off we've seen Leicester do it in previous years West Ham arguably did it last year to, to an extent um, for the most part after the fest, festive fixtures the festive, festive period is when you get a, an idea really of where teams are at and, and, and where potentially to an extent they may finish if Wolves can get themselves in that top 10 top 8 come January um, I think that'll be a, a brilliant first half of the season um, and I think it'll be a great opportunity for, for them to push on and i tell you what you mentioned the, the Europa Conference League there I think I said this to you before actually i tell you what I would take that every day of the week uh, I've already booked so, my, I've already booked of the Pasha trips. mate Pasha Ibiza FC away where Pasha Friday and Saturday night and then sun, a little Sunday morning jaunt so, some of the some of the trips you can go on there it might not be the uh, the sexiest of trips for for certain fans or the, you know the biggest of fixtures. Um, saying that you know a club like Roma, for example, are in the Europa Conference League. Obviously, Spurs are, so there are good teams in there still. Um, but I would love to go away to Russia and then Lithuania. I'd love to go all, all these different places I've not been to. So, on a on a very selfish personal note, uh, I would <laughs> I would love it if we've got in there. Um, but I tell you what, there there is opportunities as well. You look at. If, uh, and it might be something to, for me to look at at some point, actually, the, the parameters and how it will work. But with the cup competitions and if some of the big clubs that are going to be in the top four, top six, win those, it drops down a place. You know, Wolves could be looking at maybe top eight to get a, a Europa Conference League position, potentially. Oh, it'd be an absolute dream, mate. And I've already negotiated. I feel that, you know, if the game is on a on a Wednesday night, we need to be there probably the Friday before just to, just to acclimatise. It's very important yeah. for journalists to go there and yeah. just take in and be well rested going into the game. Certainly. Very important. But, you know, tucked up in bed at eight and, and get up early and walk around and interview some players. And it'll take six or seven days to do that, I feel. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't exactly. agree more. I, I, I want nothing more than to be... Um, you know, just doing my bit for for the readers and for my uh, for my bosses by going out there and sitting on a sun lounger in our beaver. Excellent news, right? Um, before we go into questions, a word from our sponsors: Adoption at Heart. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council, and Sandwell Children's Trust, and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place, call 01902 5538 
1-8. Let's take some questions, Mr. Liam Keane. Dan, Dan Southall says, lads, can we find out what on earth is going on with Molyneux? Fosun are taking are talking about doing it up bit by bit, but the Graham Hughes stand still isn't sorted. The Molyneux looks shabby and dated. Probably add to that, Liam, as well, is that they're not going to go with the, the safe standing um, trial as well. I mean, I know they've got safe standing in there, but to, to carry on and include the away fans, etc. So what's going on with Molyneux, Liam? Oh, it's the golden question. Um, see if there's there. a new the podcast, another one-hour podcast, we can uh, <laughs> discussing that. And of course, the, the dogs have to interrupt yeah. me as usual. Unbelievable scenes. There's they a love post, it. Yeah, drops uh, drop a packages or two. Um, Blue Stitch. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no barking, no barking, Liam, no barking. <laughs> Liam. Yeah, no barking, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, carry on. Like a feral animal. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a great question. I'm going to certainly take a look, particularly with the the Graham Hughes, because it, um, it's overdue to, to have a look at where we're going with that. But um, yeah, it's the pandemic's obviously had a massive impact on this. Um, but obviously, the, and the plans initially changed because there was very early on, folks were looking at moving away. Now it's a case of staying and. Um, building on and redeveloping stands as we go. Um, I think Steve Bull is more that is more likely to uh, to go more than uh, before anything else. I think is the uh, is the plan because um, a lot of the facilities, particularly in the, the concourse, are very dated nowadays as well. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it, it's a tough one to answer because Foster and Jeff Shee made it very clear as well that they will prioritise the. Playing squad, number one. Uh, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, they uh, he even said that the academy was also a big one. Um, so it's not it's not number one on the priority list. Uh, is is the best way to put it at the moment. Uh, it work does need to be done. Obviously, the the Graham Hughes stand was was something separate, something in in of itself that um, they had the the structural problems and they and because it's. Uh, the, the, I forget the the phrase for it. Basically, they have a they have an outside safety inspector that comes in to have a look at it because it's technically a temporary stand. Basically, um, it's not part of the, you know, it's not part of the South Bank, for example. Um, so that was a, a, a separate issue that, that needs that's needed to be sorted. But I will look at, at where they're going with that. Um, so yeah, it's not, just not number one on the priority uh, at the moment. And and. Although things need to be done with it, the timing is also crucial. And, and then they've also got things like uh, materials uh, and problems with Brexit and COVID to do with materials, steel and all this kind of stuff. There's, there's things that are that are getting in the way slightly as well and making it more more difficult. Um, but when you've got a new manager coming in, the last thing you probably want to do is prioritise a new stadium, which some fans won't like to hear. Um, but they've got to make sure they're stable in that department first, I think. King Wolf, with it being possible that Wolves women won't be playing a league game until January if all cup results go their way uh, and as such slip down the league table, is it better to be doing the chasing of the league leader or to be the league leader? I would say the league leader. But what would yeah, you say? It depends on so. how many how many points and stuff, but I'd rather have the points on the board. What would you what would you think? I think so. It's it's always nice to have that bit of hope when you've got, let's say, for example, a game in hand and you're mm. chasing a Sworn at the top of the table, but I would always prefer to have the points on the board. I think so. Yes, it feels safer that way. Yeah. Steve Brown says now we have various players back from loan. Should Bruno consider them maybe for sub roles to see how they would perform at this level, even for the last fifteen minutes? 
and he says, I'm referring to Conor Ronan and Dion Sanderson for his examples. Mm. They, just to, so people are aware, they haven't been officially recalled. They've come back in just for, for training. Um, so I suspect, uh, and I, I, again, I'll, I'll, I'll double check, but I suspect that those four will be back at their loan clubs um, and won't be featuring in games. Uh, potentially, we may see, as I said with Sanderson, they're, they're, they're certainly exploring the, the option there of bringing him back in with the centre-back uh, crisis, if you can call it that, um, that they're going to have in January. But um, I think a player like Ronan, has it gone too far? I know he recently signed a new deal, fairly recently anyway. Has it gone too far now? Perhaps he's getting a bit older, he's been on a lot of loans. Um, but a player like Sanderson, you know, he's young enough, can come in, I think could do could be a good player. Uh, it may be an opportunity, yes, to give them chances. Um but I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold my breath. I think playing, particularly Sanderson's uh, situation, playing in the championship at the moment is is a pretty good level for him to to be learning. Poco says, "How much is Connor Cody worth? I mean, financially as a player, not emotionally as a human being, because he's worth a hundred million as as emotionally no, as a human being. He's priceless as a human being. But um, uh, oh, it's a difficult one. I mean, market value. It depends what he brings, and and I'm talking about." He would definitely fit in. He's 28 years old, of course. Brilliant that he got his eighth England cap, another clean sheet. Uh, he's, he's having the time of his life and, and fair play to him. At 28, you think that he's probably got one more move in him if, 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 if he deems that necessary. He could be with Wolves for a long time to come. But I think if you're rebuilding, if you're having a massive rebuild, Liam, and I, I know I keep on talking about Newcastle, but Newcastle looking for leaders, looking for someone who can come in, who can steady the ship, who can be... You know, not just transform it on the pitch, but transform the club and the and, and a dressing room environment as well. I would say that, and of course, he's still a very, very good footballer in the right system. I would say that market value is probably worth between eight to ten million pounds at this stage. Really? What do you think? Do you think a lot less? I'd have gone higher. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's England international. I think he's a good age, um, proven Premier League player now. I think good age. Good age. Have to say. Uh, he is a good age. Yeah, no, he is. No, he is yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying he's trying no, to say. No, a soccer AM band, old, old school soccer oh, AM band. It's okay. Yeah. Before it. your time, mate, it's fine. Um, Some people I, got it. Well, maybe I did, I did watch a bit of soccer AM. I okay. Oh, no, I do get it, actually. I do get it. <laughs> very good, very good. I do, actually, yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll be seeing him in those kind of. Uh, those kind of uh, wolf tops, though. I don't um, know, mate. I might model a couple, to be fair. <laughs> uh, I, I would go as far as saying you could get 15 million out of him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe even slightly more. But okay. um, I think at his age, at England international, I know you say only eight caps, but you know he gets called up to every single squad now. He's gone away on tournaments. I think he's a he's a, a pretty solid foundation of that of that squad. And let's not forget Southgate sees him even if he doesn't play. Sees him as a very important player as a part of the um, the, the leadership circle, the structure within mm. that squad. Um, I think yeah, I think I think you can get fifteen mil for him. Yeah. Genuinely, yeah. Okay. Um, Richard Robinson says, "Who would win a decathlon out of Saiz, Donk, and Cody?" I saw this question, and it was uh, first of all very entertaining, great, great question. Um, I think I'd go Cody. Okay. Because um, he is a little bit slimmer. Mm. The other two aren't, you know, aren't, you know, not not big fatties, but <laughs> he's a little bit, he's a little bit slimmer, and I feel like the decathlon would, I think it would suit his sort of body type better. I think he'd be good at some of the events. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say probably 
Traore might nick it. 100 metres, yes. Long jump, as long as he doesn't hit the plasticine, yes, I would Wait, say. Wait, was Traore an option? I thought it was... Oh, was he not? I thought it was Sice then Donker and Cody, you said. Oh, yeah, it's Sice Donker and Cody. Well, Traore's <laughs> winning out of the three, mate. You're just obsessed with it, mate. You can't... <laughs> he has to win everything. Oh, dear. Mm. I'm going to say Sice. Oh. I think he's a good pole vaulter, mate. He'd, he'd, have been my, he'd have been my last choice. I'd have gone really? Oh, next. mate, have you not seen him throw a discus anytime soon? Mm, to be fair, I could see him being the best at that, actually, yeah. <laughs> a bit of brute force. A bit of brute force, right. Okay, thank you very much for that. Let's have a look. Who's your favourite for the Bake Off final? I haven't watched the last episode, so don't tell me. Haven't watched a single episode for several years hopefully oh mate it's, it's good it's good I don't mind a little bit of bake-off it's a little bit of just you know a nice little tent a little bit of a little bit of summer very British massive in America as well they, they all love it They'll, I hope Jürgen's still watch in TV. it I, I like Jürgen but uh, I don't know whether they made the final or not I'm going to have to watch that in a bit um, a lot of questions about Giles and and, and Ronan and, and Sanderson but like you said they're all just trading are they I believe yeah yeah that, that they were yeah um, so you know to beef the squad out a bit because it was very uh very limited, obviously, with a lot of internationals. Wolfpack, uh, are the rumours of Wolves showing an interest in Donny van der Beek true? And any also any update on Saez and Moutinho's contracts that run out in June? Saez and Moutinho, I, I had a, a look at that and um, and there was no news. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see, particularly Moutinho, to see Bruno try and keep hold of him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, think he, I think he's a big fan. Uh, I do think he's actually been improved uh, for the most part this season so far. Uh, Van der Beek, it's an interesting one there because uh, I'm very cautious that there's probably going to be um, there's, there's going to be a lot of Wolves get linked to a lot of players and a, and a lot of it is nonsense. Um, I could envision them being interested in him. Could I envisage him coming to Wolves? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think wages he's probably on at Man United. It was obviously at Ajax before, who are also a massive club. Um, and I think every Wolves fan is going to be honest to say that Wolves aren't as big as as Ajax or Man United. So um, I think there would be there would be other clubs of a similar stature that would be that would be in there ahead of the queue. Uh, that's me. Just um, I think thinking about it rationally, but I'll certainly look and see if there's any any truth in in those rumours. But from some of the source I've seen those rumours come from, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on it. Mm. Um, I've just got an email actually from uh, Ash Johnson who says um, if you're running out of content after 40 minutes could you always update an up- you could always do an update on the fantasy Premier League well I will do- I'll do that next week Ash because we're, we're not running out I'm only oh, teasing yeah. when I say we, we could talk for two hours every week you know what I mean I just need to tr- try and get people to send questions in uh, but he's got a question about Adama he says I haven't screened this so uh, hopefully it's okay he says I know Adama can change a game when he is on the for- on form but do you not think his style of play goes against the st- against his strength of speed he is direct but slows play in transition when he tries to take on so many players through the middle. He would be so much better running onto a through ball or maybe trying an early cross. Yeah, I think there's um, there's certainly an argument there because I think he has been very good at when he's picked the ball up early, had time to turn and, and, and run at players. He's, and, and particularly through the middle, he's done that very well. Um, but then he did that against Leeds, it didn't work. He lost the ball needlessly several times. Um and sometimes I think you have, you know, he he went through this phase anyway. He was being coached and and being told to slow down a little bit. Uh, I think he had that at Middlesbrough and he had it under Nuno mm-hmm. again as well. Yeah. Just to, 
allow his football brain to kick in a bit more, have more time, because he knows that he's quick enough to beat these players, even if he runs at 70-80% most sure. of them. Um, so I think potentially he's gone too far the other way with that, um, in that sometimes you've just got to you've, you've just got to play a, a ball in behind and have him something, him to run onto something. I, I, I totally agree. I think they can use that a bit more and switch it up a bit more, make it unpredictable. Come short, pick the ball up and go. Find the space and, just, and, and get into it. The, again, the problem is, is Raul and Huang to be able to keep up with him to get in the box for the cross yeah. <laughs> is, a, is another thing. Is you're going to have to hold it up for a little bit. But um, I think you, you just need to have a little bit more variety, I think, um, to the play. And I think that could, that could help him for the rest of the season. Last question for Mike. What date is it acceptable to put the Christmas tree up? I mean, Ruben Neves putting it up on 1st of November. Not having that. Oh, Come off it, Ruben. What's going on, son? Come on, Rubes. <laughs> well, I said we, we had this chat before about the Christmas songs, um, and mine would be the same answer again. I think there's a sort of unwritten rule for me, December 1st. Just tell me December 1st. By the way, did, uh, astonishing after our E17 chat last week, that E17 are turning on the Christmas lights in Wolverhampton. I know, can you believe it? You're no, I mean, be mate, we've got to go there. We're going to go in full-on white puffer jackets with big <laughs> fur around the outside. I was wondering what you were calling me for a second there. Um, <laughs> that was uh, that, that. That did give me a bit of a chuckle when I saw that. It's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say. I, you know. I'm not even going to say what I'm thinking. I'll leave it there. Oh mate, I'd love to do that. No. I, 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 want, I want bells. I want. I want everything. I, great, great tune. Great tune. Um, also, um, got to say before we um, before we preview West Ham very quickly. Um, fair play, Molyneux sleep out. Unbelievable effort from everybody oh, who was yeah. there. Uh, raising money, of course, for uh, food poverty, feed our pack, and uh, the Good Shepherd char- charity as well. So, um, amazing effort. I mean, a lot of people didn't get sleep. I mean, I could not get. I mean, I tried to go, mate. I tried to go. I said to I said to Wolves, and I spoke to them, and I said, look, if I, I mean, I'll sleep there. I will sleep in an executive box. You know, as as <laughs> we'll, we'll get the heater on there. If I get a fully stocked bar, I only need one hostess. I don't need two, just one, a beck and call. I'll set up a little mattress. I'll bring a little sleeping bag, maybe a memory foam. And they were like, they, they said, no, I, I can't believe it. Well. Astonishing. I could never imagine you doing something like that. <laughs> Look, I'm sure you're a very, very generous man. You still haven't, you know, sometimes you've got, you go get me a coffee, go get me a little... Uh, a little snack from mm. the uh, the press room. Mm. Very, very generous bloke. Mm. I'm sure you love to do stuff for charity. You have done in the past. Of course you have. But there's no way... For any money in the world, I'm seeing you sleeping out. No, I'd rather, run, I'd rather do the, the, that, that dopey challenge again. 5K, 10K, half marathon and a full marathon than do that. <laughs> fair, fair play, though, to everybody who does it. I mean, that's un- unbelievable effort. And it would have been cold. I don't think it was like as cold as like last year where it was absolutely bitter. It hasn't turned yet. But, but still, I mean... And those lights are on on the pitch as well. I can imagine that people who were doing it, I'd more than happy donate to, to anybody who's did it, which is fantastic. But yeah, fair play. Although, Keen, I feel like you, being a young book, I think you should probably attend next year. What would you say? I think so. Yes. I think are you so. Gonna, we're going to say that now. I'm going to kind of hold you that. Liam Keen, if you're still in a job, because you, know, you could have your P45 at any time soon. <laughs> uh, but if you're still in a job, that you will attend the Molyneux Sleep Out next year. Deal. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Everybody, you've listened to this now. All seven of you who listen to this podcast, 
please make sure that when it comes around next year that Liam Keane is, 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 is true to his word and he will be attending the sleep out next year. That'll be very good. Well done, Liam. Good man. Good man. Uh, right, West Ham United. Tough game, tough game. Look, we've, we've discussed wrong. about Raul. We've discussed about, you know, uh, West Ham are full of quality, aren't they? And fair play to David Moyes. And I know that he's taken some stick over the years, but he's got a good team and he's got him playing some really excellent football. It's going to be a tough one. I'll tell you what, you've got to give Moyes some serious credit because he's gone and had a... He's had a real tough run of it, hasn't he, for the last few years, last few jobs he's been in, coming out of United um, after a great job at Everton. Coming out of United after, what, nine months, going to Sociedad, going to Sunderland, having a spell at West Ham and doing all right in his first spell there and then getting shafted and getting uh, <laughs> and getting taken out. I think they, it was Pellegrini that replaced him, wasn't it? And then he replaced Pellegrini, I believe, if I've got that right. Um I'll tell you what, the last two seasons he's come in and done a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, I think with the squad he's got, the resources he's got, um, don't get me wrong, they're not exactly hard done by at West Ham, but he's overachieving. Certainly, they're third, as we, as we speak. They're on the same points as Man City. Yeah. Um, just not beat only, Liverpool. Just beat Liverpool, exactly. I watched that game as well, and they were, they were brilliant um, throughout. I think, look at as well, and this is a good... Um, a good way of gauging how well they've done. Uh, not only well, they won the last four in a row, first of all, that's 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 one way to gauge it. But I say they're on the same points as City and they've actually scored one goal more than City in 11 games. Amazing. They scored 23 in 11, City scored 22. Uh, and they, they've conceded just over double. <laughs> they've conceded 13 and City conceded six. But that's by the by, really, because City, for the most part, are going to score quite a few and concede... Uh, not many, basically. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, the, the, they've got quality all over the pitch. Of course, we all know about Antonio, but that, I mean, the three in behind him, Bowen, Fornals, and Ben Rama, are obviously, you know, very attacking, attack-minded. You've got Salchek, who's box to box, and uh, and Declan Rice. The, the one thing that I would say about getting it there when you talk about the um, you talk about the goals they've conceded, Liam, is they do like to score. But you know, Zoom has obviously done very well and been a good buy. But Bonner came off. I think he's out for the season. So you're looking at. One of Kufalo, maybe Craig Dawson coming in to to bridge that gap. Um, that that's kind of where you think you could get at West Ham down those flanks and and, and cutting inside. So I think that I think especially at Molyneux, I think there's a good chance that they can give him a really good game. I'm not sure whether they can go and win it, but I think that a draw would be would be. I'd probably take a draw now if I was given it, I must admit, especially with the kind of question marks over over Raul and, and the returning internationals. I would say that 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 would be a decent result. What they've got to do is they cannot start the way that they've been starting games recently. They cannot be passive because they will get punished and they've got away with it. Um, you know, even, even when they were winning, they've got away with, with some big periods of, of bang average performance. They need to be up for it from the very, very start, putting pressure on them, getting back to the pressing, getting back to the high line. And I think that then... Um, they can, they can, you know, hopefully get an early goal and really take it on from there. But they're going to have to play well. They cannot play, you know, really like they've been playing recently because they will get beat. I totally agree. They they have to be up for it. Um, you mentioned the flanks. I think that's an important one. The big one for me, probably more so than the flanks, and 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 this could depend, you know, how the game goes either way. Would be midfield again because you mentioned Socek, Declan Rice. Um, I think they're two top top midfielders. Um, Declan Rice in particular I, I know sometimes he comes under a bit of stick from well I say that in the last year he probably hasn't done but I think previously he had done I think he's borderline world class Declan Rice 
Genuinely. He divides opinion, doesn't he? I'll oh, be honest, he doesn't do as much for me as what some people rave about him, but I haven't seen him absolutely for full 90 minutes out watching mm. his movement and stuff. So I'll be interested to see him on Saturday. Yeah, certainly. I'll be honest as well after the game, obviously. If he has a stinker, I'll say, you know, look, look <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's had a stinker. But I genuinely think he's borderline. I think with his age, I think he can be a world-class player. I think he's really that good. I think you, you look at... I think first let's just put this out there Man United should have gone in for him um, because he's exactly the kind of player they needed how much would he sell for now I don't think West Ham would accept 100 million for him really wow I don't think so I think that, that yeah, that's how much that's how important he is to this West Ham team his age everything that's how important he is I think he's that good as well um, I'm not saying necessarily I think he's worth more than that uh, it's difficult with money wise but I don't think West Ham would accept it is what I'm trying to say mm. that's how important he is that is a key key area for me because they're two bruisers, aren't they, as well? Mm-hmm. Rice and Suchek. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, Suchek box to box has got a goal in him. Um, very good yeah, in the air. He's been a little bit quieter this season than he was last season. Yeah, he had, a career he has season last year. But, I mean, look, if, you, if, you, if you're if you not tracking him or, or he's a good menace in both areas, yeah, then you're going to be in trouble. Exactly. And if he plays, it wouldn't surprise me to see Dendonka come in, actually, um, yeah. to, to try and handle these two. Well, look, we've um, said Den Donker should be should be someone like Southchek. He's got all the ability to do it, and he's, he's, he's yeah. unfortunately for 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 Leander, he's a poor man, Southchek at the moment. He is, and uh, he's yeah. got to really put something together to to be able to. And maybe maybe being opposite someone like him will 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 give him that that kind of you know kick up the backside where you might think that he might he might show you know glimpses of what we've seen it. We've seen it in in some games, you know, the last couple of years that he can do he can do exactly what what Southchek does, but he's got to do it on a more consistent basis for certain. Definitely, definitely. I, th- I think you're right in that they are similar, aren't they, in stature, in size, mm-hmm. in style. I think they they can be, or he can be a similar player to to Southchek. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, the the midfield. I think you look at the Palace game, and although it was very different circumstances and for different reasons, uh, in that Palace player three, Wolves lost control of that midfield very early on, uh, and that's for me where the performance came from and that they were very passive sitting back trying to counter-attack if they can get control of the ball and control that midfield early that is where they can have some joy against West Ham because if they can nullify those two in midfield albeit they've got brilliant attacking players of course they do um, I think there's enough in Wolves' attacking players to cause them more than enough issues I mean West Ham of course are doing very very well but this isn't you know 2009 Barcelona we're talking about this is sure. this is West Ham you know they're doing brilliantly they're overachieving but Wolves can get at them still um, get control of that midfield and, and use the flanks and I think that is where the, the key is for me but you look at Antonio again I've got to mention this and I'm sure you probably would have mentioned it already that he's the kind of striker and he has done it already in the past already against Cody he's the kind of striker that causes Connor Cody problems mm-hmm. um, you need to be able to stop the ball getting in to him with his back to goal, I think, first of all. Um, because if he does that and starts laying balls off to Fornells and uh, and to Bowen, for example, uh, and Ben Rama, then, then that's where they're going to start creating the, the, the balls in behind as well. Yeah. Um, get, stop that stop that ball early, get onto him early and and, uh, and rough him up a little bit as well. I like um, a bit. I like a bit of that. You do. You, you like a bit of a rough and tumble, mate, and somersaults <laughs> and uh, tippy tails and whatever you call it. You know, at your your um, your fight camp, uh, Mortal Kombat, whatever it's called. Um, so, so give me. I know it's difficult now because you've got Bruno tomorrow, but um, as it stands, give me what you think Bruno will select on Saturday, team wise. Yeah, it's it's a it's always a tough one because you've got the international break and and Bruno's thrown up a, a few surprises uh, in certain games, but. 
This is what I think he'll do. Um, I think he'll go Saar. Uh, the same about three. Kilman, Cody, Sice. Um, we need to double check, of course, tomorrow with the press conference. But he did say that Marcel would be should be back. Um, so obviously, of course, it depends on that. But I think Aitnori will, will keep his place. Uh, yeah. And Semedo as well. Um, and then the midfield one for me is the real, real big question. Because I... I would play myself, Neves, and then Donka for this one. Yeah. For reasons I've just explained. Um, and that's no slight on Moutinho, I think it's been very good. But Bruno has played Moutinho in every game. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think he'll keep him, and I think he'll play then Donka and Moutinho, and then go drop Neves. And then up front? Um, and then I think he'll play Traore, Huang, Jimenez. Traore, Huang, Jimenez. Okay, I think Jimenez gets the nod. Okay, good I stuff. Think so. um, I think so. I, I, I would probably agree with that. I think Jimenez might start. I think I think you might see him start and maybe see how he's going at, at 55, 60 minutes and, and you know if everything's going according to plan, great. Um, I, I would just have one change. I think it would be Neves and Dendonka and I think Moutinho will be on the bench, but we'll we'll see. We shall see. Um, finally, finally, and for all those people who are still with us after da, 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 one hour, 11 minutes. Oh my goodness, dude. One hour, 11 minutes. Uh, at least it's 10 minutes shorter than last week. Uh, <laughs> prediction, retweet, and uh, let's get the shirt. Uh, prediction, I'm going to say it's going to be Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, West Ham United 2. 2-2 two, two thriller, Desmond. And is the prediction coming off my prediction? Yes, is it's coming the off competition, yours, yeah. yeah, you've got it for the next couple of weeks, man. I'm giving you, I'm giving you this a is ridiculous. stay of execution. Well, yeah. I'm off for the next two weeks. That's why I'm giving you it, I'll be honest. At Palace, you said 1-1, and I said that's exactly what I was going to say. Correct. One. And you've just done the same thing this week. Oh, Desmond. Are we Desmonding? I was, I was going to say two, too. Double Desmond. So we're, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I was going to say it, so I'll stick with it. I won't change it just because you've said it. I'm going for it. I like it, it, mate. I like it. Du- double Desmond. Make sure you get those retweets in. Um, Liam, been a pleasure as always, mate. Get yourself there. Um, we'll see you Saturday. Look forward to it. It's from me, from Liam. Have a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let us know. Take care. Bye-bye.